We're back at it. Mariners kicking off a three-game set against the Rangers tonight at T-Mobile Park. Will Robbie Ray get back on track in his third start as a Mariner? We'll discuss and also take a look at new M's pitcher Riley O'Brien here on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022, and this is the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Heading Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1. And be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you are interested. And if this is your first time joining us here, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, give this video a thumbs up. And uh, tell your friends to come check us out. We greatly appreciate it. So, uh, again, I am on my wife's laptop. I still haven't gotten a charger for my laptop. So it's just sitting here dead. And uh, you're going to have to deal with the audio quality again today. Hopefully, hopefully, if Amazon actually, you know, gets their uh, their stuff all in order here, uh, we might actually have a normal sounding show for you tomorrow. But for now, going to have to deal with this. With that out of the way, let's get into this upcoming three-game set with the Texas Rangers, who are 2-7 and seven after a pretty big offseason for them. Obviously, they added Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and John Gray, who we're going to see tonight. Um, but right now, the, the Rangers are actually being led by Jonah Heim, resident Mariners killer, who right now is hitting 400, 471, 800. And uh, Nathaniel Lowe is also off to a strong start. He's hitting 371, 421, 429. Pitching hasn't been great for the Rangers thus far, but uh, yeah, they are a talented team who are probably going to give the Mariners some fits over the course of this year. They gave them some fits last year, and they've obviously improved quite a bit this year. Colby, what are you expecting to uh, see from the Rangers to uh, start this thing off? Um, I would say I'm expecting the Rangers to be pretty annoying, um, mm. more than anything else. Uh, obviously again, Seager and Simeon, it, it's, it's a great start and Lowe is certainly a really interesting player. Of course, fan favorite Brad Miller will be back in the ballpark. Um, you know, the underrated Brad Miller and Hey, let's not forget about Mitch Garber. Who's a very dangerous catcher. And mm. I don't think we have to remind Mariner fans about Jonah Heim, uh, after last year. So <clears throat> this is a team that. You can get to them if, if you can get to their bullpen. Um, it's been a, a rough go of it so far uh, for the Rangers' bullpen. Uh, John Gray, who gets to start tonight, he's he's making his second start. Uh, went four innings in his first start, kind of struggled with control a little bit. Um, the underlying numbers in that start were better than the overall numbers, and Gray has very good stuff. So uh, it'll be a bit of a challenge for, for Seattle. Um, it's... Hmm, Gray might have the second best stuff the Mariners have seen so far uh, this this year behind Verlander, um, but it, it's 
it's still hittable. Um, it's it's nothing the Mariners ha- haven't seen yet. Um, but I would still expect the Rangers to score some runs uh, in this series. Um, I would expect them to be annoying uh, and, uh, and and play the Mariners very, very tough over the next three games. Uh, thankfully, the Mariners do have their, their top three guys uh, slated to start these games. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can come away and take uh, two out of three at least. But, uh, hey, maybe get greedy and, and try and go for a sweep here. Yeah, it's certainly a sweepable series. It's certainly a winnable series at the very least. Um, but like like you said, like I said, the Rangers can tend to be very annoying. The Mariners, correct me if I'm wrong, went 13-6 and six against them last year, and it still felt like uh, they didn't really beat them as much. It didn't really feel like they dominated that series as much as the record indicates. Um, but hopefully, hopefully those results follow this year and start with a good series um, starting tonight. Uh, Marcus Simeon, who the Mariners obviously coveted quite a bit this offseason. He was kind of their first big target of the offseason. They made a formal offer to him of five years, uh, roughly around $125 million, I believe was the word. He ended up signing a seven-year deal with the Rangers instead. Uh, this is a guy that, of course, you know, finished top three in MVP voting uh, this past year uh, with the Blue Jays. Off to a slow start right now, though. Through uh, first nine games of the year, he is slashing 161, 128, 190 with a WRC plus of eight. That ranks second worst on the Rangers right now. So Simeon off to a slow start. Corey Seager's been uh, been about been a bit better. He's uh, been Pretty much Corey Seager for the most part. 294, 351, 412. He has one home run, striking out less than 20% of the time. It's Corey Seager. He looks like Corey Seager. And uh, Mitch Garver's been solid as well. This is actually a team that's hitting quite a bit right now. You uh, you look at a lot, you know, at their lineup right now. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys right now with a WRC plus over a hundred. So this is offense at the very least is going to wreak some havoc for the Mariners. But like you said, if the Mariners can get to this rotation and if they can get into the bullpen, most importantly, they should be off to a pretty good start. Yeah. You know, the Rangers bullpen has already accumulated a negative 0.7 war. They've almost been worth, they almost cost the Rangers a win by themselves. Um, just, you know, a few games into the season. Uh, most of, Surprisingly, um, they lead really Major League Baseball um, in home run to fly ball rate uh, by a pretty astonishingly high number. Uh, 25.6 of the fly balls allowed by the Rangers bullpen have left the ballpark. Uh, second place in the in Major League Baseball are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, of course, uh, 18.9%. So uh, the, the, the Rangers have given up a lot of hard contact. Um, it, the Rangers bullpen is getting up a lot of hard contact, giving up quite a few big flies. It's not very good. It's not very deep. Uh, and this is one of the things we talked about when we kind of previewed the the Rangers in our AL West round table. Um, yeah, they did they did a lot of heavy lifting, but the fringes of this roster are not very good, uh, particularly the bullpen. Uh, you can kind of work your way around this lineup without too much issue, um, as, as long as you're smart with with your with your pitches. Um, so yeah, it just, it's one of those things where the Rangers are, are certainly going to be better than they were last year, but it's not a series that you can just assume anything. Um, 
you're gonna have to you know play you're gonna have to play well uh because the rangers are probably still a 75 win team but mm-hmm. it's i mean it's it's a dangerous 75 w- with the offense and with some of the guys in the rotation they do have some some decent arms in the rotation uh the mariners are going to see that the their top three um but uh, it starts tonight with John Gray. Uh, maybe get him out of the game a little early. Go to work on that bullpen and set yourself up for game two and three. So we'll talk about uh, tonight's game in just a moment and what you know Robbie Ray is going to bring to the table, hopefully, in his first home start as a Mariner and uh, you know how the Mariners are going to attack John Gray, et cetera, et cetera. Just a moment, real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. There are recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, including myself, taking fans through the season like no other network. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. So let's get into tonight's game. We got John Gray versus Robbie Ray. Uh, what is the stat that Alex Meyer of the uh, the Mariners uh, data uh, department? Uh, what was sure. that stat that he read off? Uh, tonight will be the Robbie Ray versus John Gray uh, matchup. Will be the first Seattle Mariners game uh, since 2016 where the starting pitchers' names rhyme. Uh, the previous matchup that met that criteria was Wade Miley versus Drew Smiley back in May of 2016. Um, so, yeah, bit historical night. Um, this isn't something you see very often. Uh, but <laughs> very it, big, it, very big. Yeah, yes. Miley, Miley versus Smiley. Uh, two two Mariners legends, of course, as, as we all know. For legends different of, reasons. Legends yeah. of the DePoto era. Uh, I know I know. anytime that someone says Drew Smiley's name, you get a little bit sad. Just just a tiny bit. Just yeah. freaking Jim Leland. Yeah. Soggy arm. Uh, shout out to Alex Mayer, though. Uh, some of the numbers and some of the stats that he posts are uh, something that you just wouldn't think of. Right. You wouldn't think to ever search that, including what you just read off. Check him out. Alex Mayer 34 on Twitter. He's the uh, baseball coordinator over there for the Mariners. So let's get into uh, Robbie Ray. Obviously, you know, he pitched in the cold in Minnesota and then pitched (laughs) in the middle of a typhoon (laughs) in Chicago and uh, hasn't gone so, so well for him, of course. Um, What are you hoping to see out of Ray in his first home start as a Seattle Mariner? Uh, A little more velocity would be nice. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not a concern yet, but 90, 91 is not who Robbie Ray is. Um, And it really puts more emphasis on that slider, which, it hasn't been as sharp. Um, it's it's more of a control thing with the slider right now. Uh, I know Ray has offered explanations um, as to why the velocity and the command aren't quite where they need to be. Um, call them excuses, whatever you want to call them. 
but yeah, obviously, you know, the cold and the shortened spring training, and then obviously the the typhoon in in uh, Chicago that he had to try to pitch through. I mean, those are fairly legitimate reasons. So tonight, I'd like to see the velocity more 93, 94. Um, and honestly, more than anything, I want to see him avoid walks. Uh, you know, it was the big reason for his breakout last year and this year. It hasn't been a major issue for him, mm. but it hasn't been as crisp as it was last year. So I want to see him pound the strike zone with a little bit better velocity. Maybe get a few of those back foot uh, sliders to actually land. I, I think he's only gotten two of those yeah. that particular pitch to land um, for a strike three this year. Um, and again, so it would be nice to see Ray go out there tonight and just kind of give six innings strikeout more than a batter per nine with some with some decent velocity. Uh, because, you know, so far Robbie Ray has been okay. Um, but he hasn't been what he was last year and it, not really all that close. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see him get a little bit closer to that. And I, I think improved fastball velocity and a little bit better slider command um, will take care of everything else. Yeah, it, it'd be nice to see a tick up or two on the velocity and see that slider start to work a little bit more. Um, what about the Mariners offense going up against John Gray? Obviously, this team scored 18 runs in two of its last three games. Uh, do you think that's going to continue against uh, Gray and this Rangers staff? Yeah, it's a little bit tough to say. Gray has really good stuff. Uh, we've talked about this uh, in, in the first segment. Um, yeah, he's he's got really good stuff. Uh, he not a huge strikeout guy, uh, despite the stuff. Uh, but he is a, a pretty you know hittable pitcher. Let's say. Uh, not that he won't strike anybody out. Uh, it's a little bit above league average, but it's nothing remarkable. Uh, the fastball is kind of his go-to. He's a fastball slider pitcher. At least he was in his first start. That's kind of what he what he lives on. Um, is it's you know eighty five percent of his pitches last year were fastball or slider. Uh, that that's what he likes to work with. The slider got hit a little bit in his first start. Fastball not so much. Uh, so when you're, when you're going up against uh, this guy, it's a low spin rate fastball too. There's not a lot of jump on it. Uh, so you really want to get after the fastball. Uh, it's, it's a hittable pitch. Um, it's, it's pretty straight. The velocity isn't anything incredible. Um, so you want, you want to hunt the fastball early and try and avoid the slider. Uh, but those are really his two pitches. So, uh, you want to kind of keep, keep your, your strategy, your game plan that you've used for the last week or so. Uh, but you have to be ready to jump on the fastball if he's going to give it to you early in the count. Um, and Gray will do that. So it's a pretty good challenge for the Mariners because, like I said, the stuff is is fairly good. Um, but it is hittable, uh, particularly if Gray does not have pinpoint control, which is never really been his forte. Uh, uh, you know, he throws strikes. He throws strikes. But he doesn't have great command, right? It's just different. So you want to jump on that fastball if you get it early. Um, and, you know, it, you, you stop. Don't chase. Don't chase. Make him throw strikes to you, and he will. And just jump on that fastball. Don't miss the fastball. Yeah, absolutely. you got to take advantage of those opportunities that he's ultimately going to give you. Uh, yeah. Dane Dunning versus Logan Gilbert in Game 2. Marco Gonzalez versus Taylor Hearn in Game 3. Let's get your take to rake tonight for the Mariners. What do you feel? Uh, I'm gonna go. I think Jesse Winker is getting his first one tonight. Uh, he's pretty close uh, the last few days. Uh, you know, been a frustrating start for him, but he got the day off yesterday, kind of clear his head, 
Uh, Gray's a pretty good matchup for him. I'm going to go with Jesse Winker. I think he gets his first bomb of the year tonight. Nice. I like it. That's uh, that's who I was going to go with if you took my guy, uh, but I'm going to go Jerry Kelnick here. That was my uh, second choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been uh, he's been having better quality at bats. He's, you know, he's taking uh, unfavorable pitches. He's, you know, just kind of throwing those in the trash and taking what the uh, what the opposing pitcher gives him, and he's taking advantage of those balls a little bit better now and uh, making some better contact. So I, I'm looking for Kelnick to have a uh, pretty big night tonight. Um, obviously missed that home run just by a few feet off of Verlander. Uh, I think he's going to get into one tonight. Maybe also add a double. So I'm going to go two for four for Kelnick tonight. Uh, the, uh, what is he hitting in the seven hole tonight? He's got Julio in front of him. Um, and then uh, Toro and, and Murphy behind him. Kind of an interesting lineup. It's a little bit of a different lineup. Um, you want to read that off real quick? Because uh, I know that <laughs> you don't like the Julio in the sixth spot idea right now. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of swing and miss right now in, in that 6-7 spot. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Frazier, hitting, uh, Frazier hitting leadoff playing second. France, Winker, Suarez. Is that third tonight? Crawford's playing shortstop. Then uh, at, in the sixth hole, we have Julio Rodriguez. Seventh, we have Kelnick. Toro is DHing and hitting eighth, and Tom Murphy is hitting ninth. Um, yeah, that, that's a lot of you know swing and miss right there with, with Julio and and Kelnick right now. Uh, so I, I would have hit Toro between at least one of them to kind of try and have some contact uh odds in there but uh mm-hmm. you know the Mariners might just like the matchup or they might like what they saw from julio and jared and they're going to jump them and i mean it's not like toro is hitting a ton right now either so i mean maybe even put murphy ahead of toro i i don't really care all that much it's just i i, I wouldn't i don't like the high strikeout uh guys to be bunched together um and when you got talk about suarez being broken up by crawford before he gets to julio I feel like they should have done that with with Toro uh, hitting uh, between Rodriguez and Kelnick, but should be fine. Uh, they, the Mariners certainly know more than I do, and they probably have some numbers and some analytics that suggest uh, that Rodriguez and Kelnick should have some success against John Gray. Yeah, and Julio's making a lot of hard contact right now when he is getting the bat on the ball. 90th and, percentile right now in hard hit rate. And striking out a lot, too. Striking out a lot as well. Some of those, not of his fault, of course, but there's also been some pretty big, bad uh, swing, swings and misses, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, been, uh, it's been the typical ebbs and flows of, uh, of a rookie. Still I a lot of 0-2-1-2 counts for Julio. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be nice to see him get into more favorable counts, be able to work those and, and do some damage out of those. Um, yeah. Because we know that the, uh, the, the power is there. Yeah, absolutely. Side note, um, I, I know we got to run to our third segment, but side note on Julio, I think yeah. one of the things that's a good sign that we're not talking about is that despite the string of bad calls going against mm. him, Julio has not chased that pitch. He's been very disciplined. Yeah. He's not swinging at it. He's not expanding his zone to try and get it. Um, mm. and that, that's pretty impressive for a young guy in his first big league uh, stint. He's, you know, he's kind of getting screwed over on some of these pitches. They're just off the outside corner, but they're pitcher's pitches, and Julio can't really – do a ton with them. So he's not swinging at them. And I think that's a pretty good sign for his long-term success um, that he's remaining disciplined, even in the face of adversity. Yeah. It's uh, he, he's, he's shown some, some nice growth, some nice maturity here uh, through the first week plus. And so I, I think the results are eventually going to come for Julio. Maybe, to, maybe tonight, 
Maybe tonight. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, Chills, DePoto did it again. He made a trade over the weekend, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it. The Mariners acquired Riley O'Brien from the Reds. We'll tell you all you need to know about him in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Lines are often pointless or seemingly intimidating. Questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I mean, after all, you are watching us right now on a device so go to rockauto.com right now or maybe after you're done watching us because why would you choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership for example a honda odyssey fuel pump is uh three $153 from the chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now after you're done listening to us and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So, again, chills. DePoto did it again. He made a trade on Sunday. We didn't get to it yesterday, but uh, we are getting to it now. Small trade. Small trade with the Cincinnati Reds. Man, DePoto had never made a trade with the Reds, and now he's made, what, two? <laughs> this uh, Within the last, what, month or so? So, uh, look at that. I think there's only three teams now or two teams left that he hasn't traded with. The Rockies, the Angels. Am I missing anyone? Do you know off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, but I am surprised that there are even two. Yeah, so. yeah. He's made he's made a lot of trades. Kind of crazy to think that it's not that all thirty teams haven't been covered yet. Uh, but yeah, so Mariners acquired on Sunday right-handed pitcher Riley O'Brien from the Reds for a player to be named later or cash. Uh, O'Brien last year in Triple A, hundred and twelve. 0.2 innings pitch, 9.67 Ks per nine, 4.39 walks per nine, 4.55 ERA, 4.79 ERA. He is mostly a fastball curveball guy, 93 to 95 with the uh, the fastball, which tops out at 97 curveball. Uh, according to Prospects Live, shout out to Joe Doyle, uh, is a 55, and it's arguably his best pitch. Uh, Colby, what do you, uh, what do you like about the steal? Uh, you know, cause obviously Jerry DePoto, you know, in these mid season, well, it's not even the mid season, early season, random reliever slash starter acquisitions, at least one of them pops every year. Do you think O'Brien could be the guy? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's, he's 27 years old, so he's kind of a little bit too old to be a prospect, but he's got pretty good size. Uh, like I said, the fastball curveball, they're both, they both flash above average. Uh, there's some control command issues here. Um, but for the most part, he does a pretty good job of throwing strikes. Um, it's, it's more control than command right now. Unfortunately, uh, he's, I know he's a starter or he was, uh, for Cincinnati last year in, in triple Um, uh, but he is going to be a bullpen option, uh, for Jerry DePoto going forward, um, for Scott service going forward. He is on the 40 man roster. Uh, they did not have to make a move because Mitch Hanniger is on the COVID IL, uh, but they are going to have to make a decision 
when Hanniger is back. They'll need to DFA somebody. I don't think it'll be O'Brien. I I can see why you know Jerry is and his and his analysts are intrigued. Um, there, there's a little bit of Tom Wilhelmson here, um, and it's you know we'll see. It's 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 one of the shots they take, right? But again, Jerry doesn't take shots just to take shots. There there's something about O'Brien that he likes that somebody in his front office likes. Um, and again, the Mariners track record is so good on the shots that they do take, particularly in arms like O'Brien, mm-hmm. that they're probably not going to be willing to give it up. So I think you might see uh, Matt Cook. He might be the DFA guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some guys that could be transferred to the 60-day IL to clear a spot. Um, nobody all that serious is, is in danger of losing their 40-man spot for Riley O'Brien. Maybe a Donovan Walton type. Um, or, you know, there, there's a few different relief prospects. Wantane could be a guy who's DFA'd. Um, as a result, but uh, yeah, they liked him enough to trade for him. They didn't want to try and get him on waivers. Um, and uh, yeah, there, there might be some middle relief value here, uh, seventh inning, medium leverage type of uh, value here. And, and you never know. I mean, it's there, there's a little bit of Casey Sadler here too. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what they want to do. I'm sure they have an idea and a plan of attack. And I would suspect we probably see O'Brien at some point this year, um, if yeah. for no other reason than just to cover some innings on maybe on a doubleheader or, uh, you know, get, have a little run where a couple of starters only go four and a third on back-to-back days. Um, there, there is some stuff here to work with. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to pay attention now, whenever Jerry DePoto adds a reliever, whenever he adds an arm of any caliber, you have to pay attention to it because you just you never know which of these guys are going to pop. And like you said, he does this for a reason. He doesn't just throw darts aim- aimlessly. It's just he's that's just not his mo. That's never been his mo. And uh, clearly, the Mariners feel that they've identified something with O'Brien that's going to help take him to the next level. And look, the thing with O'Brien is he only has an inning and a third worth of major league innings to his name right now we haven't really seen what he looks like at the major league level and we haven't really seen him in a reliever's role so what does that look like what is you know can they get more out of the fastball can they get more value out of the curveball as a reliever because i would assume he's probably not making any starts for the seattle mariners unless it's in triple a um or something's gone terribly wrong or something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah, indeed. Uh, local kid, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. born and raised in, in Washington, uh, Shoreline graduate. Uh, he was drafted by the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and ended up making his way over to Cincinnati last year. Not really sure how that actually happened. Um, but he he was only with the Reds for, for one season. And uh, now he makes his way over to the uh, to the Mariners. It is a uh, interesting DFA um flyer really that the the Mariners are taking here he was DFA'd on April 13th and uh, we'll see if they get anything out of him I wouldn't worry about the player to be named later if there is a player to be named later there's also the possibility that it's cash and the cash could be I mean you know we've seen the the Mariners acquire guys for one dollar before so who knows what the uh what the cash could be on Mm -hmm. that shout out to Tony Zick by the way um yes yes uh Tony's like they also got they got like a yeah, I think David, they got for a dollar yeah David, David McKay yeah 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 got David McKay for a dollar um, yeah. yeah I mean the player to be named later is going to be no better than Damon Cassetta Stubbs type of guy they traded right. for uh, Jake Bowers or 
maybe a, a, a Nick Wells who they traded for Austin Adams. If you, it's going to be somebody who's probably a little bit advanced in age for the current level they're playing in and, or it's just, you know, lost some of their luster. So it's not going to be anything too big. Um, if it is a player. Um, fun note, you wondered how he got to the Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. He was traded by the Rays to the Reds on August 28th of 2020. He was one of the last uh, waiver wire August trades uh, in major league history, at least for now. Um, and he was traded for Cody Reed. Cody Reed. All right. Yes. Cool. So that's Left how he made pitcher, his way. I believe. Interesting. Interesting. What is Cody Reed doing for the Rays? Is he still on their uh, roster contributing? He is not on the roster right now. He is a career negative one pitcher, war pitcher, B war. Uh, uh, but last year he appeared in 12 games at a 372 ERA, uh, only nine innings pitched, uh, 5.6 base on ball per nine is 6.5 strikeout per nine. Uh, it has been a struggle here. 2018 appears to be kind of the outlier uh, for Cody Reed. Um, yeah. But you didn't think we were going to talk about Cody Reed today. No, no, most certainly not. But you know us. We love talking about trade trees here on Locked On Mariners and CTZ. We we love that stuff. We're complete dweebs. Uh, that is going to do it for our show, though. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Hopefully... <laughs> We will be back to normal tomorrow. It's been an annoying last couple of days. Uh, but sure hopefully has. audio and everything will be uh, back in its normal state by tomorrow afternoon when we will reconvene here on Lockdown Mariners. Hopefully we'll also have an episode of Control the Zone out on Patreon for those of you who are subscribed. And if you haven't subscribed already, go to patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone for more information on that. So for Colby Patnode, I'm Tiny Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now, make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's President Pass. It's free wherever you get your podcast, just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.